Hi, I'm your host, Tom DeSavia. Join me as I interview guests from music and entertainment from around the world about what they're up to right now. Stay tuned, because we're gone in 30 minutes. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Gone in 30 Minutes. Our guest today, our very, very, very special guest today is the lovely and talented Matt Nathanson. Hey, Matt. Hi, I was going to... I want you to know that I almost showered today, and in showering, I almost shaved today. And then I realized what I was up against with the, your sort of like, like Ringo Starr era movie caveman period thing. And I was like, I can't. I gotta fucking show up. Thank you for saying uh, Ringo Starr era and not Loggins era. Oh so yeah, I that first. <laughs> But yeah, I have like about the same. I showered today too. Oh, you look good. And then I got out and it, it was huge. So I had to put all the stuff in it to sort of tame it. But I fully have my hair almost as long as when you and I probably first met. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I'm doing the Wilford Brimley. That's kind of my thing. I want I want some oatmeal, some oatmeal money. So I'm There's going deep. Wilford Brimley, who was like younger than us when he made Cocoon. We're just don't talk that. about that. It's so I, I we're, don't. we're young. Another depressed. We are. We're young at heart. Um, what are you doing right now, buddy? What's going on? I just I'm moving into a new space. COVID has made me realize that though I love my family tremendously, uh, I've spent most of my life without them. And uh, you know, because I tour. And so I've been here and I've been in it, and uh I finally rented a space just I can bike to it and it's changing the game. So I'm moving my stuff in this week. And uh, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. I'm sort of packing the car with gear to drive down. Well, that is something. And it's we talk about this all the time. Like in, in my life, too, as long as I've known you, we've had itinerant lives. We've, we've been on the road, not as much as you have as, as a touring musician. But this is the most I've been home since I was maybe 21, 22 years old. Oh, yeah. It's, it's weird, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not super into it. I, I think I yeah. think the, the balance of being gone and being home, I like that sort of cycle and that making it all feel sort of synergistic and part of the whole. And I leave, then I come back, then I leave, then I get time by myself, then I get to. And so, yeah, it's been a wild uh, learning curve. And since we're probably going to be in this learning curve for another year, I feel like I have to, you know, get. Yeah, there. no, absolutely. I had to take my office at one point in July and I moved it from my dining room table into like another room and yeah. got a little desk because it, the lines get blurred between work and home life, which isn't always a good thing. I did see you put up a great post the other day um, where you are my favorite Instagram account, but where my, uh, uh, you were, you were actually playing guitar in your daughter's room and she allowed you to do it. Which oh, dude, she, a lot of my friends can yeah, say. Yeah, she could give a shit. I'll be playing and I'll be walking through the house working on a song. And she'll be like, Dada, can you please go to your office and do that? I'm like, dude, I, I am in the middle of like a crit. She's like, I understand, but I'm I'm watching my show or whatever. <laughs> or like I'm watching a YouTuber blow up a pool or whatever she watches. Uh, she's She started watching Call the Midwife, which is like a show that like, I mean, the whole thing is crazy. So anyway, so I'm in this place where my kid refuses to let me uh, sort of be myself. And then so the other day I came back and I had been gone and I was playing guitar, kind of sitting on the floor. 
and just kind of working through the song and she totally let it happen for like 20 minutes. And I felt like somebody had given me the gift of all gifts. I was like, I didn't say anything. I didn't want to spook the, you know, you don't want to spook the fucking bear. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, I'm playing, I'm just singing. I'm like, Oh my God. And I was, there's a nice sort of moment where everything worked. And I was like, Oh, this is never going to happen again. And when you were done, was she like, that's one. Yeah, yeah, totally. She well, she pulled out some sort of clipboard and she was like, all right, that's it. And just put it back under her bed. She's like, you got it, Dada. That was your one for 2020. How's it just kind of staying on that tip? How has it been for you? Like, are you are you writing more or less differently? Like, yeah. What? creative process like for you so i've been i finished a record like i started and almost finished a record at the beginning of this whole thing with butch walker and i did it we were like together and then it was like hey i think that the world is going to close down and then we finished it remotely and then um it was going to come out in the fall you know in the spring and then in advance of a fall tour and so that didn't happen and so it gives me this great moment where i can kind of like say, well, I didn't really think that song was as strong as, as it was, or, you know, so we're, I can kind of chip away at trying to make the record better. And in the process of doing that, you get a lot of songs that don't necessarily fit what, what you're aiming for, but you get a lot of songs. So I've just been writing a ton. I've been writing a lot of poems. I've been writing a lot of songs and I'm hoping to sort of get the, I feel like the record is missing like a thing that I would love to have. And I keep missing it but I keep getting songs anyway. So I feel like the next record, by the time this record actually comes out, we're gonna be able to jump in and record another one. So it's like, I'm super into it. I, I'm super fortunate because I don't have to really worry about touring mm -hmm. as much as I would, I love touring and it's, I, you know, my income has dropped, you know, significant, but I'm fairly low to the ground as a human and I've done well. And so I can kind of like, we can kind of coast through this time. And so in that respect, I feel super fortunate. And um, but again, like we talked about, I, I feel the the lack of 50 percent of who I am. I, I don't I don't think I I don't think I saw myself so strongly in the idea of playing live uh, as I do now. And all of a sudden I realized that the human collision of like being on stage and having feedback from humans and that loop, I really never thought of myself as that person, though I'm extroverted and I have like a whole that I'm trying to fill obviously because I, you know, from my parents or whatever, but like, uh, it didn't, uh, I never thought like I need to be on stage and playing. And all of a sudden with this whole thing, I'm like, Jesus, wow. I, I, for, I didn't have any idea how, how nourishing it like, it was, it's like oxygen. So I can't wait to get back out. But in the process, we put out a lot, I put out a live record right. that had 66 tracks because we recorded them. So we thought, well, let's mix them and do like a real record and then do like a bonus disc of or a bonus chunk. That's like 33 other songs with like intros and stuff. If people want to create their own, because the last tour I stole the idea from Elvis Costello, where we did like, we do these band tours and then I go out just with my guitar player and we play kind of small rooms and we brought a huge wheel that had all the songs on it. So we'd spin the wheel. And so this was sort of an extension of that being like, Hey, we got 66 tracks. There's like songs and intros and and uh, and stories. Feel free to like make make it playlist any way you want. So we did that. Then there's something else on the horizon for the end of the year. Then I've got a couple more things. I had a backup of things I'd recorded and we were kind of trying to figure out how to put them out. And now we're sort of at this place where like, all right, we're flipping everything. And the real record probably won't come out until we have a real straight shot at a tour. And then we'll just be releasing these kind of fun little nerdy 
things. Well, that's one of the, you know, look, I talk about this a lot in these, these shows because we, we have to or else our heads will explode. But I try to look for the little silver linings in this thing. And one of them definitely has been for me has been the way some artists are just putting out music, just throwing out some songs, which I'm loving. And it's funny, in the very beginning, I was talking to someone about this the other day on, on, on a different episode, but when this first started, I was so locked into comfort food listening. Yeah. I couldn't listen to new music. It was just like rumors. Yep. Let's listen to rumors again. I got yep. you know, it was just like, and and then slowly as and it was like and everything else was taken up by Tiger King or you know, just three stooges episodes, something that made me like just zone out. But music I found really difficult in reading. It was very strange with the things I had trouble diving back into. And then people started to put out music and, and I started to see my friends, which I want to talk to you about a bit too, start to do some of these, these live streaming shows. And all of a sudden I went like everything else, like you and I are not, like our lives have been upended because we're used to carrying a suitcase and going from room to room, but also the cycle of how you put out or yeah. we ingest music is changing a bit. And I don't necessarily think that's, bad yeah it's funny we, i talked to jd our my manager you know J jonathan we talk about this a lot because probably you me and jonathan are probably the three people who listen to the most new music that i know right like that actively search out music and he was in the same boat and so we're all three of us in our own way are starting to kind of thaw on that a little like starting to sort of take in new music but i think humans mostly don't really want that yet. I don't feel it from them. I feel that they're all still comfort listening and that like every mm -hmm. it's, I was, I'm reading this auto, the, this Anthony de Curtis book on Lou Reed. And it's so quaint that people cared about Lou Reed at some point in the world. Like we live in this place where celebrity is so uh, stupid and that Donald Trump is the celebrity. And so like everybody is like the fact that we know these names, like, uh, fucking i mean whatever all mitch mcconnell or like i don't want to know that motherfucker's name i don't want anybody to talk about that motherfucker i liked it much better when people talked about david bowie and lou reed kissing yeah. or kiss or you too but it's like we've changed and so i get that like everybody's bandwidth is taken up by this circus and it will continue to be that way because that it, there's so much money in it mm -hmm. and so in that respect i feel okay about waiting on my own things that are new that are my own songs because I don't necessarily because I'm really psyched on them and I think it's going to bum me out if I if Taylor Swift and Fiona Apple can release records and no and people kind of fade on them within two weeks right I don't stand a fucking chance and so I get that my fan base will be psyched but I I love to kind of throw it out that it's to me it's the dreaming on like oh this one maybe people will really like this one and so I feel like I'm going to wait until I feel like oh, okay people are processing it more you and i and jd who love music of course we'd come right. back to it right. in some no. way but we're 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 on the very early end of that kind of thing well i and i completely agree we're in such a short attention span thing that i can't remember like if this is the most cliched thing i don't need to spend a lot of time on it here but like i can't remember if it's if it's thursday or june half the time <laughs> much less when i heard or when i watched something it's just like what the fuck everything is 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 scrambled but again going back to those little chunks of oh wait there's hope and again we talked about you and i are about the same age if not the same age that we grew up in a very 
is sort of, uh, I, I think, a perfect time for guys like you and I, as far as the, 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 the music, the arts we're exposed to, how we're exposed to it. It was sort of genreless, and you know, we got to as much, you know, punk and funk and rock and country all through the same station. But uh, I found I read an article the other day, and, and it sort of echoes through a lot of companies. But the specific statistic was from Fender, who noted that uh, in 2020 they had sold more guitars this year than yeah. they have in their history. Yeah, I read that. Now that to me speaks volumes that to me says you know that 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 you know we're kind of the dopey generation the one above us is kind of a dopey generation but like your daughter and those kids coming up yeah i think are you know i try to get my nephews excited about technology and it's like i'm telling them about indoor plumbing or or you know yeah dude this is this is the job of every generation supposed to lap us like that's what they're supposed to do and so the death of the music industry, which I believe is sort of an ailing dinosaur, um, it doesn't mean it's the death of music, and it doesn't mean it's the death of love of music, and it doesn't mean it just means right. that like the charade that we lived under for our entire life, where like the Grammys mattered or like any of that shit, it, we know now that it's just a big circle jerk of a, of like a certain bunch of white men who are like, you know what's awesome, the fucking Bonnie Raitt, and it's like, you know what's great, and it's like we lived under this sort of delusion that but it was just an easily manipulated system and it's like and i don't get me wrong i love that bonnie ray record nick no i'm not hating on bonnie ray and i didn't mean to make the masturbatory but i'm just saying like we live in a jack off society and it's like and this group of people like i love the rock and roll hall of fame more than anything and that's the biggest jack off fucking thing it's like all of it is just people patting each other on the backs and it's like it's not that's not what music is about it's, it's fun because I fucking love it because I love music. But like now more than ever, the veil has been removed and it maybe has been moved to something else, unfortunately, but because humans love to be tricked. But like the fact of the matter is, is that we grew up at a time where like the Rolling Stone poll was important. Like Rolling Stone is such a fucking, I love, I've, I'm probably the only person who goes to rollingstone.com every day. And it's like, but, but it's like, does anyone really care what, like they just did something on payola in radio. It's like, yeah. it's fucking 2020. We have a president <laughs> who's fucking lying to the public and Rolling Stone takes up a big chunk of space talking about how this fucking guy is paying off radio. It's like, so and the water's wet and rocks are hard. Right. What is fucking wrong with you? <laughs> well, and it is, it's a, it's a post-war business too. That yeah. really built up in the sixties and really catapulted in the seventies and all this shit you and I love. And where we really came up in, but it is, it's like, I always say people like, you know, uh, we can't fathom when a building that's 50 years old falls down because we've known it forever. Yeah. And that's sort of what it is. It, this isn't books. This isn't, it's, it's, it's the, it's the business side of it. Meaning time. And, but what's amazing is going back to what you said, and I firmly believe, and I have to, and so do you. And, but I believe it is like music is through all this music has never lost its importance. No. When people were freaking out about downloading, people were downloading at record Dude, numbers. People it's like this. It's yeah. it's like just because taxis suck at their job and didn't get their shit together doesn't mean that people don't need to get from their house to the airport. Right. It's right. like it's like it's so funny. It's like all the technology has shaken the weak links out of all of these dinosaur things. Right. Politics, music. Uh, shopping and it's like it's all good like this is how the world works if we get bummed about it 
It's like, but the fact of the matter is, is like when we were kids, some of my favorite records are the most propped up fucking records that I thought these bands were huge. I thought they played arenas. I thought they, 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 and it's like, all it was, was a a bunch of people agreeing that they were going to push a record and then they pushed a record and then it was fucking in the, it's like, that is bananas to me. Like, and I get, I get it, but I didn't like before. I, I don't like the, the, the person at the front door saying you're worth it. You're not worth it. My A&R person at the one record that I put out on a major label, it was like, uh, we really need the, the strings done. To, it's like, what the fuck do you know about anything? Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. And it's like, you wonder why this, why, why it's like, why Chicago fucking 15 with David Foster, which I happen to love those shitty records where Peter Cetera is not even in the band anymore. I fucking love those records. Those records suck. Those records are like boiled down bad oatmeal. And it's like, and so it's like, so we, and I get it. Like, I love my heart will go on. I love bass shit. Like my, I, I fucking love it. But there was this idea that it was high art and we all fell for it. And we were all like, this is so important. And it's like, it's not important. What's important is, does it fucking move you? Don't let anybody tell you it moves you. When you put it on, does it fucking move you? Or when you're fucking somebody, does it turn them on? And so it turns you on. That's what it's about. It's not about fucking what Ahmed Erdogan thinks is great or like, it's like, and don't get me wrong. I have no flies on. I watch all those documentaries. I love all that shit. That's like my favorite shit, but it is such a fucking scam. And I'm so over the scam. It is, but this is it. The scam happens every, every while I was watching. Um, scam is happening with Trump. This is the thing. It moves, uh, it moves villages. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It moves. It's like the music doesn't make enough money anymore for people, for the grifters to live in it, unless you're in Nashville. Right. And then it's like, then you move this whole thing over where it's like, now the grift is like politics. And like, I'm good. Like, I, it's cool. I back and, it. And music serves its purpose of escapism, which is its greatest like gift to us. And I don't think that's stopped. But I was saying, I was watching, um, I've been going through, I, my attention span during this, this thing is five minutes. I mean, my... You know, you were talking about being an, an, you know, an extrovert. I think we're actually introverted extroverts that learn yes, how to be extroverts. A thousand jobs, and right now it's like, okay, it's your time to shine. And this one is taken over, and just like looking up old Family Feud episodes on YouTube, you know. And I watch TV from the seventies and eighties. Now I go back and see it, and it's so bad. Yeah. It's so poorly written. I mean, just the mainstream, really successful stuff. It's super sexist, sexist, it's racist, super racist. It's insane, and 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 you just kind of go like, "All oh, right, we we get better. Things get absurd before they get better through history." Yeah, well, humans always do the right thing. They just do the right thing at the very last moment. (laughs) And and, and what you said about music being escapism, I want to kind of add to that is that I think what music does is that it shows us ourselves. If it's done right and and if it's done honestly, it shows us ourselves. And that is, to me, uh, music saved my life and saves my life every day. And like, not because I can get rid of myself, but because when I listen to it, I find and root in myself. And like, that is what makes it so, and we just happen to be in a slightly, again, it's always superficial. If you ask somebody that was from the sixties about our generation, they'd be like, this music is super Van Halen. What's he doing? And it's like, so every generation always has that thing. But it's like, to me, the problem with, um, the one thing that music did do well back then was that there was so much money that they could indulge artists and the artists mm-hmm. could sit and soak in that experience of creating a record. And because of that, time and energy 
that we got some really fucking great records that were really pushing the boundaries. And that's the thing that loses when you lose that sort of that the, the, when you lose people that pay a lot of money for people to make records, you know what I mean? Like, and so, so I get it. And, and, but anyway, but what you're saying is, uh, yeah, it's not going anywhere. It's just, a, it's just changing and changing, you know, get out of the, like, like the, the Dylan thing. If you're not, you know, the, the, who's not busy born is being, is busy dying. It's like, that's what, what it's all about. What song makes you cry? What song can you put on to make you cry? Oh my God. I can't stop crying. Uh, okay. This is a great question. Uh, funeral by Phoebe Bridgers every time. Um, uh, with or without you by you two every time. Sometimes it snows in April by Prince every time. Joni Mitchell. Uh, I mean, the entire, it, blue record. entire blue record, yeah. entire court and spark record. It's like, yep. Uh, to me, the even things that make me cry are when there's just like last night I was listening to Van Halen and it's like it's like it makes me cry because you're watching people be effortless effortlessly. It's like watching I don't like sports, but it's like watching sports. It's like watching people glide across a field or glide across a court. And it's like watching hearing Van Halen. There was this great Van Halen quote that's one of my favorites. That's David Lee Roth talking about Van Halen. And it's like one of my favorite quotes of all time. He says, he's talking about what Van Halen did. And he says, we're trying to figure out how do we mix craft uh, with the kind of, he, it, the specific quote is, how do we mix craft with that kind of a dignity? Because that's a human dignity, imperfection. There are no straight lines. And that's what Van Halen was. They were like precisely craft. I mean, they rehearsed the shit out of it so that they could sound like they were falling downstairs. And it's like, that's so fucking great. And every time you hear it, it sounds like it's beamed in the dignity of imperfection, the human dignity of imperfection. And it's like, to me, that's Van Halen and listening to Mean Street last night or Romeo Delight or whatever. And I just started crying because I was like, how fucking, or we watched the Song Exploder podcast uh, after that. And I watched Losing My Religion and I started to cry because it's like, how great is it? That, that Michael Stipe was this alien and that like this band were just these three Southern kids in a bar and Michael Stipe was this weird kid and they came together and they made this music that was fucking great. And then the Ty Dollar Sign episode that happened after it, I don't know shit about Ty Dollar Sign and all of a sudden I'm watching this and it's like, fuck yeah, man, magic. Like I want to believe in magic. I, I, there's enough information in the world that tells me that people are fucking stupid. And the last thing I need to do is believe that people are stupid. We're all fucking stupid. I want to believe in the parts of us that are magical. And like music is the most potent, direct, in the vein thing that when you hear it, I don't believe in God, but I hear music and I believe in God. It's yeah. like you yeah. hear, it's like the greatest thing ever. And and so, yeah. Amen, brother. That, testify. Woo! Brother Matt. Woo! <laughs> I was going to say, I... Um... I, I just want this this recorded somewhere. Your 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 absolute stupidity. Um, it oh, was, I, first, I thought about this you. the other day. Yes, yes. When I first met you, we were young bucks in our early twenties, I believe. You were you were sensitive. You 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 had an acoustic guitar like literally glued to your hand. You you were constantly had one solitary tear running down your face. You were a lovely guy. Got along with you great. And one of the very first times you met you, and I was. I, it took me a while last night to remember what the trade was. And I'll I tell you. It. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Quisp cereal box, which is from my youth in New Hampshire, and then I gave you my Kiss lunchbox. <laughs> Star Wars. Oh, Star no Kiss. It was a Kiss lunchbox. It's in the yeah. attic. I thought it was. A oh, it was a Kiss lunchbox. Yeah. I was thinking it was a Star. I just remember I had a box of cereal, 
and a songwriter came in and literally swapped me. I swapped three magic beans. Yeah. For a I was. I still feel very good about that trade. That Kiss lunchbox was my actual lunchbox as a kid. It didn't that have was the thermos. Material. Uh, dude, it's the best. Quisp reminds me of my young life in the rural New Hampshire. It's great. I, I remember I'd gone to um, Chicago somewhere and they they remade it. And so it was. Did you actually eat the cereal? Uh, n I don't think I did. Yeah. I think we found another box. Did they have different yeah. covers actually, and so I ate one of them. But the Quisp other one is still. Quake. I remember Quisp and Quake, but I yes, I I could still taste it. Yeah, I could also still taste your tears from taking that lunchbox, friend, which is now sitting in my attic. God love you, Matt Nathanson. We're going to have a little lightning round now. You're going to answer some questions. I'm going to read them off. I don't know what they're going to say. You don't know what they're going to say. Just try to do your best, all right? Bring it, bring it. All right. If you had to choose one animal to help you win a fight, what animal would you choose? Saber-toothed tiger. Why? I don't know. It just came to my mind. They have big teeth. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's big good. Uh, if you could visit one place on earth, where would you go right now? Japan. Japan. What song reminds you the most of your life? Have you already talked about that stuff? No. Oh, you can skip over my life. Lightning round. Uh, song that reminds me of my. Oh my god! I'll come back to that. Climb, climb a mountain or jump from a plane. Climb a fucking mountain. Yeah. Uh, if you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? A lot of time travel things. Here. I'd go back to uh, Dublin in 1976, and I'd go to Mount Temple School and try and be like the second guitar player in U2. So, so I like do a back to the future, try to, weasel yeah, and just sort of weasel my way in. <laughs> so let's set traps for the other guys. Totally. Adam first, Clayton's broken leg. <laughs> first celebrity crush. Probably Alyssa Milano who follows me. We follow each other on Twitter. I feel like I've won a war. <laughs> By the way, I need to give a shout out for stuff. Your, your social media is spectacular. Oh, thank you. Um, but through you, I've discovered Richard Marx's oh, he's uh, social media. Who should he should be knighted? He's he my he's knighted. one of my I favorite people. Great friends, tremendous, tremendous. Yeah. Who knew I'd I'd be like wait hanging on his every word on social media? <laughs> Fantastic. Can you pick up something with your toes? I love asking people that. Yes, for sure. Well, can you do it well? Yeah, I'm a fit foot guy, P.S., if we're going to get honest. So uh, not my own feet, you know what I'm saying? Ding, ding, ding. So I back it. I back all feet. What fictional character do you want to meet? Anyone? Uh, fictional character would I want to meet? Wow, these are really good. I um, What's my gut? Uh, let's keep keep moving on so I can think about those two. Come back to it. Okay, what's your most useless talent? Oh, my God. Oh, you can do that. Um, ears too. I can fart with my back. <laughs> I don't even want just stop. Okay, that's, just, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I can make the fart sound, sound with my back. Fart sound with. I like to can fart with the back. Like uh, really your well. Last, your last Halloween costume. What was your last Halloween costume? My kid made me dress up as something because she was mad that I don't dress up. So I dressed up as like a prospector. Because <laughs> because all kids yeah. are fascinated with YouTube and prospectors. That's their you thing. My kid wanted me to be a prospector. She was like, I want, because she had a, a themed birthday party. That well, It's a long story. And everybody came dressed in period appropriate. And I had to find a period. I don't, I don't, oh, I don't God, it's crazy. She was not. Yeah. What movie would be greatly improved that could be made into a musical? Oh, that's a good question. Um, do the right thing. It couldn't be improved. That's a perfect movie. But seeing that as a as a musical would be incredible. 
Okay, that was a good, good legit. Uh, okay, here's one's gonna be hard to one album, one book, Desert Island. You only get one. Go fast. You're running. You're bringing. Uh, baby, and uh, what we talk about when we talk about love, Raymond Carver. Whoa, good one. Good one. That's a very depressing book. So good. Um, uh, most influential person in your life you're not related to. We got 90 seconds. My oh. wife. That's nice. It's true. It's Real true. true. I've met you both. I'm not arguing you. Uh, when was the last time you stayed up past four in the morning? Oh, maybe in Los Angeles. Uh, maybe about a little while ago. Yeah. It, within the time frame of like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, if there's a spider in your house, do you kill it or you set it free? Uh, I kill it and then I feel bad. And, oh, no, 50% kill, 50% set free, depending on how I'm feeling. Sometimes I'll be like, out, my friend. And then other times I'll be like, why the fuck are there so many of you? So, yeah. Just, the, the, the insight into a singer-songwriter, people. 50% <laughs> yeah. kill, 50% set it free. <laughs> that's uh, the name of my autobiography. What's something that's true that almost nobody agrees with you on? Oh, God. That Trump is the president we all want, even the people that hate him. <laughs> have, <laughs> you tried, have you ever tried to cut your own hair? Take your hat off. No, I haven't. Yes! And I'm, that's what I wanted to see. Yeah, the Jufro is proud. That's good. Mustard or mayo? Uh, depends. That's no, a terrible answer. No, mustard no, probably no, now as I get older. Mustard yeah. is not okay. um, no, yeah. like mayo that much. Um, oh, gosh. All right. Wait, we got, we got 30 seconds. Hold on. Hold on. If you were a pair of shoes, what kind of shoes would you be? Oh, um, uh, something. Uh, uh, oh, shit. Uh, I don't know why I'm saying this. But right, terrible. What's your favorite cartoon of all time? Oh, fuck. Uh, okay, I'd be those shoes. Remember when Reebok made for Alien? Yes. <laughs> Do you remember? For Aliens, the second Aliens movie, they made specific Sigourney Weaver sneakers. <laughs> You'd be Sigourney Weaver sneakers. Matt Nathanson, I love you. You're Thanks. the best, Thanks, though. Man. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, and I love to Aaron. I, I wanted to talk about him. We, we, we ran out of time. But thanks for being Moses. Everyone, we're gone. It's been 30 minutes. Go vote. This show was presented by Craft Recordings. Thanks for joining us for Gone in 30 Minutes, produced by Laura Saez. I'm your host, Tom, and we'll catch you next time.